Alright, that was a good warm-up. Ready? Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, you missed that. You missed that one. <laughs> 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 you don't want my voice here. Is there, is there any possible way where we can just not say anything over the intro? No. Oh, come on, man. We had we had such a good thing going for a little bit. I was enjoying the music. Yeah. And we're back. It's Baby Station. It's the only podcast where every day I collect shavings from around the barbershop and I tape them together into a beautiful tapestry that is Picasso. Yeah, we got the we got the tapestry on the wall here. It's yeah. uh, it's a nice little design. It's got some spheres, some spirals, and it's uh, it makes me feel a little itchy when I'm around it because the yeah. hair gets stuck on me. Yep, there we go. What we actually do is uh, we bring material, usually news articles, to the table, and the catch is is that I don't know what Nate's bringing to the table, and he doesn't know what I'm bringing to the table. Ooh. So there's constant Ooh. surprise. And it's a weird world out there. We firmly believe that there is humor to be found. In everything. We firmly believe. I got my little preacher voice going there. There is humor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Some say love. There is humor to from, be found. from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> in everything. And he's like he's like doing the butterfly with his hands. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. That's uh, a good scene. All right, can I start? Yeah, go for it. All right. This is an article from Rolling Stone. We're getting a little bit elite here on the podcast. We're taking articles from Rolling Stone. They submitted this one, actually. They sent it to us. What? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, Ringo Starr warns with peace and love to stop sending him crap. <laughs> um, this this is a, a recap article from 10 years ago, but they, they, re, they re-released it. A little over 10 years ago, the Beatles drummer reached his breaking point when it came to fan mail and autographs. In October 2008, the angry Ringo Starr took to his website to warn fans to stop sending him objects <laughs> through mail to autograph. And I'm going to play you the video. It's a 40-second clip. Okay. And, I mean, I'll describe to you the video afterwards. But Ringo, I think dog. we need to hear Ringo's voice. I miss Ringo. I miss Ringo. I mean, he's he's one of two Beatles that are still alive. I know. I'm just... Am I not allowed to miss the guy? Do you know him? Yeah. You had dinner once or twice? Yeah. I mean, there was one time where I was walking down the street, and then Ringo Starr pulled up next to me, and he was like, he was like hey, mate, you want... <laughs> You won't go. You won't go Quigley's with me. Well, I go Quigley's and um, no fan mail after October twentieth. I can't. I gotta hear his voice before I start doing the accent. Okay, can we hear? This is a serious message to everybody watching my can you update pause it? right now. I will say, I I don't think the best way to start off a serious message is by saying. This is a serious message. This is a serious message to all my fans out there. Because like, it's one of those things where as soon as you name it and claim it, people are going to be like, that's not true. <laughs> like, like if you go to the car dealership and he's like, he's like, 
This is a very well maintained <laughs> 2001 Toyota Camry. You're immediately like, so it's broken. And in the realm of seriousness, this is probably very low. Yeah, very uh, low. Maybe it means a lot to him, but for everyone else, also, I just I need to explain it before because the video is so much funnier. It's it starts in on his eyes and his nose and just slowly zooms out like the whole the whole 40 seconds okay this is a very <laughs> serious like, just imagine his nose and it's a very also, serious just message. the word vif instead of this is yeah. hilarious this to is me. a bad okay here we go we're gonna listen to the whole thing all right this is a serious message to everybody <laughs> watching my Update right now. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. I want to tell you, please, after the 20th of October, do not send fan mail to any address that you have. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. If that has a date on the envelope, it's going to be tossed. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. Uh, anyway, peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> okay. okay. Also, I, I, want, I want to analyze this video. I want to break it down for yeah, you. Break it down. He doesn't say fan mail for me. He says, if you have any mail after October 20th, oh, don't shoot. send it. Like, let's leave it here. 20th of October, do not Please, after love, I want to tell you, please, after the 20th, 20th of, October, of October, do not send fan mail to no, any he said, address. He just said fan mail. He said, <laughs> don't send fan mail to any address. So if you have Ooh. fan mail for any other artist... Oct- after October 20th, they're throwing that you out. You know, depending on how broadly you interpret that, you could argue that, like, a letter from the IRS is considered fan mail. Yeah, so he's throwing that out if it <laughs> comes to him. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want from me? I told you I was going to Peace and love. Out. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Thanks for the fan mail. Peace and love. I'm warning you with peace and love. No more fan mail. <laughs> it is funny how, as long as you say peace and love a couple times, anything you say, people are like, well, he's got good intent. You can get away with anything. Yeah, I say this with peace and love, but I'm I'm going to be murdering your family later. Peace and love. Peace and love. Oh, God. And people are like, Oh, wow. Well, it's really just a nice thing, though. Right, right. Uh, peace and love. If you see me on the streets, don't come towards me or I might slap you in the face. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace, peace and, and love. love. Peace and love. <laughs> I'm warning you with peace and love. <laughs> if you approach me, I will use my extraordinarily long fingernails and rip the skin <laughs> off your forehead. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> uh Peace and love, peace and love. I'm going to ruin your life by uh, falsely accusing you of tax evasion. And since I'm Ringo Starr and I'm famous, everyone believes me. Peace and love, peace, peace and, and love. love. Peace and love. Kind of reminds me of like televangelists who are like, yeah, yeah. Who are like God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. But you're you're going to hell and you're going to burn there for eternity. And it's gonna you're going to die. God loves you, God loves you, God, God loves you. you. Amen, amen. Amen, peace and love, peace and love. Right, right, right. Uh, so, <clears throat> he, this, uh, there's like an avant-garde style to this video almost. Like, I could see this in, like, just the way that it's just him in his house. It's low quality. It zooms out from his nose. <sighs> there's just something really weird about it like to me. Like art shop, like art, art yeah. coffee house, art piece. 
It's actually a gold video. Like, if if you're wondering, look up. Ringo Starr says he's too busy to sign autographs on YouTube. Also, and how old is Ringo? He's pretty old now. Uh, let's see. What could he possibly be doing that he's too busy for? I mean, he's he's a Beatle. Like, he's yeah. 78 years old. Yeah, but he's definitely not making music because he's not drumming still. Um, let's see. Ringo Starr new album. 2019 what? he's might still be making music he's working no on a new way. album right now oh i take it all back now also I look like an idiot now. i i don't i don't think that it may i mean i'm sure he's really busy with like Ringo, press stuff bingo bingo fingo star um the Fing- four books of the bible fingo <laughs> fingo <laughs> the five the four books of the bible Ringo, um, fingo bingo and lingo <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say uh matthew mark Luke and Ringo. And Ringo. <laughs> um, and the Lord saith unto Ringo? And John Lennon. So, somebody swaps like the Pew Bible out for like the Ringo Star Bible version. <laughs> Preacher's uh, like, all right. Uh, and the Lord said to John, come over here, blah, blah, blah. And the Lord said to uh, Ringo. Ringo. Ringo Fingo. The Lord said to Ringo Fingo, come on over here and drop a sick beat and play four on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. oh geez i'm thinking of a song okay I'll, I'll talk about that in a second yeah. um there's a howard stern actually talked about this howard stern friend of the podcast he's actually um he's on our label we signed him onto our label dear friend of the podcast dear friend of the podcast um we manage his show actually so yeah that's true um he he had this interest in this video he's like why did ringo do this like this is so weird and he had him on his show and ringo said it came from a very angry time in his life because everywhere he went he was stopped for autographs and i actually do like in Mm -hmm. a way feel bad for him like imagine everywhere you walk and everyone's like oh my gosh a beetle ringo star and you literally can't go anywhere i don't think like fame is such a weird weird thing and i I don't think it would ever such a wily mistress yeah, yeah. There's a you know, yeah. Can you imagine like if you're having a really bad day or like you're going to the doctors or something, you get some bad news, and on the way out, people are like, "Ringo, yeah, I love you. Sign, sign my, sign my face. Yeah. <laughs> sign my inner gums." Um, there's a song by by Ringo Starr. Well, I mean by the Beatles, and it's it's, it's live. Stop coming up to me for autographs. Yeah, it's called. Stop coming up to me for autographs. coming up to me for autographs. That's how it goes. And okay. then people analyze it like, I wonder what they meant by that song. I think they meant that we need to go up to them for yeah, autographs. Yeah, it was a subtle cry for help. And speaking of fame, like, there's this video that actually really interests me. It's 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 a Beatles song called Boys, and it was live. Um, they played it in St. Louis, and what is so insane to me is how loud the crowd is like i don't think i've ever heard a crowd at a live event this loud um i just want to play a clip of it like the the amount of fame that people have today is so different because like crowds are like more mellow i feel like okay but ring like for the beatles the crowds were oh my nuts all right let's, um, hear, let's hear it hold up i want to say Sounds like Godzilla's running through the crowd. I mean, that's that's not the best. Um, that's not the best example. There's there's a live version on Apple Music, but like the 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 sound of the crowd is just like scary. Like 
how how would you even go anywhere after being a beetle um but peace and love peace and love uh i'm gonna <laughs> i hate all you fans peace and love i feel like also though at any major concert these days you have fans who are like ah! Ah! yeah but t- to me there does not match the beatles like the beatles like here everyone's like woo yeah and for the beatles it's just like ah! <laughs> like <laughs> so loud like yeah i will say too and this is just a very practical point on that is that um uh, recording styles might be different than today at right most, at most concerts you know there's audience microphones that'll pick up the audience and in the recording of like a live song if the crowd is super loud the recording engineer is gonna be like well i'm gonna pull that pull that back so it doesn't overpower the band yeah so even if you had a super hype band today you wouldn't really hear it in the track like you would there right you're probably right i know i'm right okay um <laughs> I guess you. Oh, I guess you are. Ringo, um, Ringo, sign my inner eyelid. <laughs> sign my cornea. Uh, with all due respect, peace and love, peace and love. I would never do that in in my entire life. Um, peace and love, peace and love. Get out of my face. I hate you. Peace and love. <laughs> Get out of my face. I hate you. <laughs> That's what he says. That's what he says to people. Yeah. Um, gosh, I wish I could find this this recording that was that was better. Um, I, I remember it came up on one of my one of my playlists. Oh, live remastered. Okay, I found it. I'm sorry. We're gonna put this before. Thanks, Spotify. Can I just say, bubbly sparkling water, pretty much on par with Lacroix at this point. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Here's here's the crowd. Play it. This is this is a much better example. It's just sustained hysteria. It's like, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that is insane. I wonder if it gets worse. It sounds like it sounds like you're in a zoo exhibit. And it's just the background noise of like water flowing. Yeah. But it, that times a million. It sounds. It sounds like a lion just got let out in Times Square, yeah. and then also the Beatles <laughs> happened to be playing a concert. <laughs> like the Beatles are on the stage playing, watching this lion go around mauling people, and there's literally like a couple thousand people just be like, ah! Ah! like terrified for their life, and the Beatles are on the stage like boom bop shoe up, boom bop shoe up. All right, folks. So for this next song, we're gonna we're gonna let out a live lion into the audience. Uh, peace and love. Peace and love. Bop you up. Like also, there it is. There's a lion. It just came out. Oh my god. Can you? We also. Oh, I have so much to say about this. Can we just appreciate too that if the Beatles were to come out today. Everybody would hate them. Why? Because like this kind of music is is not as popular right. today. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Like, if you if you like went to the main stage at Coachella, you know, whatever mm-hmm. big name artist, you know, Lil Exhaust Pipe or whatever, just got <laughs> off the stage, and um, and then the Beatles got on there, but they weren't the Beatles; they were just you know like some artsy rock band, sure, you sure, know, big big Jimmy and the, and the and the truck drivers. Then and they played this song, Bop Shoe Up. 
bops you up. Right, right. Do, 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 do. Literally, no one would be cheering. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's like I think a lot of people still like the Beatles today. Like, there are so many mm. people who still like them. Oh yeah, no, I'm not trying to bash the Beatles. I it's just, just think like yeah, different styles. If they were to come out today, the reception would be much more muted. So I think it's really interesting that there are throngs of people at that concert. Yeah, and here's my other thing: who goes to a concert? And doesn't even want to listen to the music. <laughs> no, because how do you hear the music over your own voice? Yeah, because those people, like the volume they're screaming at, is like throw your head back and scream with all your might, kind of scream until your vocal cords just like <laughs> yeah. explode or just pop out of your body. Yeah, like what? What kind of enjoyment is that? Like they probably paid a lot of money to go to that right. concert, and they're literally just in the front row, just being like. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like they're probably like hyper like hyperventilating yeah, and have then a headache and like you like have to kind of like kneel down. You're like, oh geez, I just scream, I just scream for a long time. And then you get back home and like your family's like, so how was the concert? And you're like, well, no, you're probably like, uh, it, was, it was okay. I can't even talk. Okay. I have to all my yeah. Voice. How did the Beatles sound? Well, I couldn't really tell you to be honest. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I heard I heard them emit one one hertz of noise. And I just immediately let rip with a banshee scream that I continued for the rest of the hour and a half concert or whatever. It, it, it was, yeah, the the Beatles were a phenomenon. Um, and for them to sing, this song is actually um, a remake of a song by like by a girl band. And they're talking about, it's, it's called Boys. Like, he's saying, huh. I need boys. Huh. So, like, for the Beatles to be able to do something like this in the 60s, where they're singing a song about boys, and, like, yeah. everyone's like, ah! It's, it's like, deal. yeah, it's a huge deal. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> just, I wonder if like that kind of screaming at concerts is the equivalent of, you know, everybody concerts today just pulls out their phone and watches the performance through their phone. Right. I wonder if everybody put their phone away and those people just screamed instead, we'd have this. We'd, we'd def- we would have this much more because everyone's got a phone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not everyone was screaming in this. Dude, but- can you imagine if the entire crowd, not just the, you know, that's like the hundred people in the front row screaming. Right, right, right. Just if the entire crowd was just screaming like that, there'd it, be mayhem. If I ever have a concert to this extent, I'd be like, everyone in the crowd, I need you to scream at the top of your lungs for like for one full second yeah. on three. One, yeah, that would be wild. Two, and it's like I need everyone to participate. If you don't, you're gonna get kicked. And then out. you called out. You call out one person. You're like, I see you over there. Yeah, I see you didn't scream. I see you sitting down. Security, in- get this guy out of here. Get this guy out of here. <laughs> Unless you scream right now, get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, Nate's beauty pageant. Yeah, <laughs> we were th- we were thinking of having a uh, Nate's beauty pageant where you have like people facing off just to see who can scream the loudest or the not most even creatively. the lo- yeah not even the loudest just the best right yeah um but that's the beatles for you that's ringo star peace and love peace and love Dude, um that's amazing yeah ringo you dog all right i got one here um we got a really great submission here from a friend of the podcast emilio l thanks emilio thanks emilio pretty curious article here uh Elgin man tried to pass off pancake mix as 27 grand worth of cocaine, police say. (laughs) This is not the first time we've had breakfast theme here. Yeah, it's not the first. You know, we're no stranger to breakfast here on the podcast. Two Elgin men uh, who arranged to sell... Elgin is a city in Illinois, by the way. Yes. Two Elgin men who arranged to sell a kilogram of cocaine to undercover officers instead tried to sell the officer's pancake mix package to look like the drug, Elgin police said. 
Uh, so this guy, I won't, I won't read his name in the interest of his privacy, but he was charged with three Class X felony counts of manufacture or delivery of a controlled substance, a Class II felony count of manufacture or delivery to specified location, and a Class Three felony count of manufacture or delivery of a lookalike substance sem- stemming from drug sales to undercover officers in February and June of this Jeez. year. And there was another guy. His buddy was charged with a Class Two felony count of manufacture or delivery of a controlled substance and a Class Three felony count of manufacture or delivery of a lookalike substance. My goodness! Wait, you can you can get um you can get penalties for selling a lookalike substance to drugs yeah so michael scott who sells the basil in that one episode (laughs) that's a class three felony (laughs) (laughs) take him to court guys put him in jail that's actually wild that that's a class three felony also like there's different classes of felony this is kind of new information to me class x sounds really bad it sounds super bad i was about to say like anytime the name of something is just x yeah that is never good (laughs) like ingredient x and powerpuff girls (laughs) yeah or like like if you're like if there's a a list of people and one of them's like person X. Yeah, you know that they're the, they're the person of interest. Yeah, like that's the guy. Right. That's the guy. Also, so the bail for the main guy was set at 200 grand for for selling pancake mix. Well, I think the thing is it says he arranged to sell a kilo of cocaine to undercover officers. So that alone is like Right, but he was just playing a prank. It was just pancake mix. <laughs> I think bad prank idea. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. Like, I I it feel bad kind of, saying this, but did he really do anything wrong? Like, yeah, that's a good that's a good if, question. If he arranged, I mean, I mean, maybe they have more um, more information or more evidence about it. But like, if all he did was give officers pancake batter, yeah. Well, it's interesting too. He was charged with three Class X felony counts. Of manufacture or delivery of a controlled substance, but he didn't. He didn't. It was he pancake. didn't deliver. But the manufacturer, I think, what the officers are saying is because he put it in a distinguished bag. Yeah, it's like clearly he knows what he's doing. It looks like he might actually have cocaine. Okay, maybe, but like, there's still no. You can't prove otwise. <laughs> I think. Uh, that's an interesting point. What I if wonder... he's the one getting gypped? He's like, I thought I was selling well, they coke, have a, but they have a pancake. court date coming up soon. So I think that we'll find out if there's enough evidence to convict them. Huh. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> we're going to bring officer James to the stand. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So according to police, before the pancake thing happened, in the days prior, he did sell to undercover officers much smaller amounts of cocaine. Okay, so yeah, then I get it completely. <laughs> okay, so just to be clear, this guy is a cocaine right. dealer. But I still think it's funny that two weeks in a row, we've had court cases that have to do with breakfast food. Yeah. Because last week, we were talking about the, the hash, hash brown phone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what's next week? We're going to get a guy who's a uh, point. who's we- throwing discus with a bagel. <laughs> we're going to get a guy who's been waterboarding people with syrup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that would be awful. Kind of tasty, though. Ugh. The viscosity. Have you ever thought about this? You ever made the mistake of waterboarding somebody who's dehydrated and super thirsty? I've never made the mistake of waterboarding Cause, anyone. Because then, then it's just not effective at all. <laughs> You're dumping water on this guy's face and he's just like... 
Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. Finally. <laughs> I don't know if we should be talking about uh, torture tactics. Uh, <laughs> I'm just pointing out the fact that if you're super dehydrated, then you'd probably be fine if you're getting waterboarded. Then you're probably fine for the right. first couple seconds. So if you ever are, if you ever are, you know, in Guantanamo Bay, if you ever find yourself in Guantanamo right. Bay, right. just haphazardly, right. if you ever wake up and you're like, oh shoot, I'm in Guantanamo. Oh, frick! Um, dang, I didn't think I would wake up in Guantanamo today. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the weirdest places that you could just wake up and be like, oh shoot, um, I'm, I'm here. Uh, oh shoot, I woke up with my my entire head stuck <laughs> in in the ground. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> oh shoot! I woke up and I and I'm in the Roman Colosseum in in the third century A.D. Huh? And I'm excuse me in the first century A.D. And I'm I'm fighting a lion. Yeah. Oh, weird. Shoot. Oh geez, that's really weird. I um I woke up in in um in a in a morgue. But it's from from the future, and all the bodies are just walking around and talking to each other. Oh, and I'm also a little thirsty. Does anyone want to waterboard me right now? <laughs> hey, uh, anybody want to hang out later, waterboard each other for a little bit? Just a little, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Aunt, Aunt Jemima is is their is their dealer. Is what we're saying. <laughs> Aunt Jemima. <laughs> yeah. Aunt Jemima is is this pancake batter dealer. She's she has just imagine Aunt Jemima sitting on a throne. She's got mm. stacks of money to her left and her right. Yeah, and she just got pancake batter for days. And she's like, "We're selling this at two hundred times the profit." I think what we're getting at is there's an undercover cartel of, of breakfast food drugs. How do we know that hash brown wasn't an illicit substance? That's uh, all I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's true. You would never know unless you you know. Wait, you know what bothers me is mm-hmm. that there's videos of like cops, and then then like they put their they like say, "Oh, is this is this cocaine?" I want to tell, and then they put their pinky in it, and then they they taste it. Is there really videos of that? It's like a common thing in movies. Like you're doing drugs, then. What? Right? I don't think that's how it actually is, though. That's a movie. But okay, but it's it's like wait, you always. Mean to, you mean to tell me that movies aren't like real life? No, come on, take it easy, man. <laughs> but like he. Like, the cops will be like, ah, I don't know, let's tell. And then they put their pinky in it, and then they lick their finger, and they're like, oh, it's definitely Dude, cocaine. Dude, literally no cop does that. I don't know. I think a lot of vice cops do it. <laughs> no, no way, because that's an addictive substance. What cop is going to be like, yeah, well, I guess I'll just try a little bit of this harmful and addictive chemical. i got to try a little bit of this harmful and addictive chemical so that we can <laughs> figure out if Aunt Jemima has a competitor. Maybe the Pillsbury Doughboy or uh, Uncle Ben or Hungry Jack. <laughs> How do you know all these brands? I may have looked up <laughs> pancake batter brands on my computer. <laughs> uh, other pancake brands, just so you say, Crusties, uh, K R U S T E A Z. Sick. <laughs> Ew, that's kind of disgusting. Crusties. How did that one make it past the marketing department? Good question. That's that sounds really disgusting. Yeah. Um, the, the like the marketing intern was like, I got it. We call it crusties, yeah, because they get super crusty when the when the syrup dries, and the marketing department's just like, I love it. Man, Aunt Jemima was the best though. She produces the best pancake batter um, for two hundred. Literally, have never had Aunt Jemima. I have. She's got good French toaster bites too. Oh, really? Yes. My mom used to make them. The they're like in packaging. I remember Shoot. the exact taste of them. Very eggy tasting. Makes sense, I guess. 
Am I good to go here? Yeah. I mean, we got another article coming up here. Let's let's hear what we got. Nice intro. Sometimes we go really quick. Yeah, that's what I'm trying okay, to do. Hold something. on. I'm trying to Here's here's our new here's our new transition. Every time we do a new article, we have to go What the all right and we're back okay so so just finish up the aunt jemima one go ahead go ahead no 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 you say your i say your last line what's my last line uh aunt jemima is the best dealer of pancake batter okay aunt jemima is the best dealer of pancake batter what the suspicious object (laughs) (laughs) oh but it's like an actual sound bite no we have to do it with our mouths yeah. China vows to crack down on funeral strippers. Wait. Is it your turn? You just went. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> also, that's a bad article. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, it's my turn. Yeah, right. I'll say my last line. Man, Aunt Jemima's the greatest. What the fuck? Next article. No, 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 no. Next article. Next, <laughs> next, next, next. Article, 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 article. Wait, wait, I wonder if I could put, like, some delay or something on your mic. Are you... <laughs> we only have 15 minutes, just so you know. Your, Less. Your mom only has 15 minutes. Ayo. God, jeez. All right. Man, she does. <laughs> My mom only has 15 minutes to live, and I'm here doing this podcast. <laughs> I'm here doing this podcast. That's depressing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, jeez. Are we good? Okay. Man, I sure love Aunt Jemima. <laughs> all right this is an article from um the book club chicago.org a very very reputable news source it's actually it was in the trip as well suspicious oh that was really disgusting please don't do that ever again suspicious object leads police to shut down state street and this was in chicago chicago near depaul university friend of the show depaul um (laughs) His first name is D, and his last name is Paul. Um, uh, you have the friend, the Paul. Yeah, my friend D. Paul. <laughs> He's my good friend. D. Paul. Police had to clear a downtown street on Tuesday due to a suspicious object, only to learn that the object was a can of Chef Boyardee attached <laughs> to skate wheels. Man, that's the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> Uh, at noon the officer saw the suspicious object in the street in the 200 block of south state street and officer michael carroll a chicago police spokesman um, out of an abundance of caution officers blocked traffic and shut down operations in the nearby cta redline station so they investigated the object and it turns out that a DePaul University student made the car prototype for a design class and put it on the state street to take a photo. So, it's basically a can of Chef Boyardee that's on its side with wheels. Honestly, I'm... The investigation must have been so short. Well, they they probably thought it, it may have been like an explosive device or something. Well, yeah, but I mean like... It was a can of Chef Boyardee. Yeah, but you you never oh. know. It's out of an abundance of caution. Um, I guess. And uh, I'm like imagining like the news coming on and they're like, our suspect is described as a, a, a elderly white male with a with a white mustache and a red bandana <laughs> and he's t- innocently tied around his neck. He's got a warm and inviting appearance and uh, he's, he's frequently dons a, a white chef's hat. 
So we're um, we got the suspect on the loose. And if uh, you see this man, please report him to police. He could be dangerous. People start running to the police department with a bunch of chef boyardee cans. Like, is this the guy? I think I found him. No, yeah, but uh, he chef boyardee was the, the suspect of this, and the tweets from the, the, the DePaul students are really funny. They uh, from one it says it's a DePaul class project. Give that boy a chef boyardee minus. <laughs> Hey. Although to be fair, can we just talk about this guy's design for a car? <laughs> I know <laughs> this is your design project. He's got a chef boyardee can on wheels. <laughs> Let's be honest. This is an eleven thirty p.m. project due at midnight car. This <laughs> is so right. <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got a skateboard, and I've got a can of chef boyardee. Guess I'll just slap the two together. He goes to his roommate. He goes, Bill. Undo the wheels on the skateboard. I'm going to go get the can. <laughs> That's like his, his last resort. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go get the can. I wonder if it was like remote control. I don't think that it mm-hmm. says. Maybe. Um, the, Maybe there, that would explain if there were like some electronics in it that made people think it was a bomb. It, basic, it, it looks like... Like if there's an antenna sticking out of it, then that could be huh. you know, worrisome. The wheels are... The axles of the wheels look like straws. <laughs> so he just put straws between skateboard wheels and put a shelf board he can on top of those straws. Honestly, like he, he deserves an A for that. The creativity's off the charts. I mean, he, he was a local news star. For and then, this. and then he was like, "You know what I need is some professional shots of this." Yeah, <laughs> and not on a sidewalk near campus <laughs> in the middle of a city in two hundred block of South State Street. I gotta go to State Street. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is, and also. But, like, if he was just taking pictures of it, then, like, you know, he's crouched down on the street taking pictures, and a cop walks by, he's like, hey, is that a bomb? The kid's like, no, this is my this is my car, I built it, it's a project. And then yeah. everyone's like, oh, okay, and they're on their way. So this kid put it in the street and then left. He, he may have, I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but um, he was charged, actually. What? He was ticketed for disorderly conduct and breach of peace. Wow. Can you believe that? I and can. he was just trying to take a picture for a school project. Yeah, but why did he leave? I don't know if he left. I don't think it says that he, he had, did. He had to have, because if he was there, then he could have said something to the officers who were like, hey, what is that? Maybe. You know, it's not like it's not like if he was just like the thing was sitting next to him on the ground, they'd be like, he's got a bomb. Right. You know, like May- clearly the officers like walked walked by and they saw this thing sitting in the middle of the street and they're like, well, that doesn't look that good. Yeah, out of context, it really does not look good. And he may have left. I'm trying to figure it out right now. But um, no, I, I can't find it. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Eric Tendian is not the kid. He's the guy who tweeted about it. But <clears throat> I don't know. It's like it doesn't seem like it was that egregious of a crime for him to be charge for disorderly conduct and breach of peace and he has to appear in court yeah. on june 10th i mean i wouldn't be surprised if it's like just more procedural like so, you know they had to get the bomb squad and everything so they're right. like at this point we gotta you know we gotta get something out of it uh-huh. and you know because they had to block off the whole street and stuff he kind of did cause a disturbance of the peace that's true so but that's because they reacted to a chef boyard can on wheels in a very weird way yeah but i feel like that they have to it's Chicago. Yeah. I mean, Chicago's one of the murder capitals of the world. Right. So. Um, he's, and he's 19. Just take yeah. it easy on the kid. It does suck. 
uh, I don't know, because this, this is something that I could see myself doing. This seems just like what, just a hard knock that you gotta don't make a weird thing that's unlabeled and leave it in the middle of State Street. That just seems like common sense. <sighs> Maybe he was driving and it was remote controlled. I I really don't think it was. Maybe he was shrunken and he was inside <laughs> of it and he couldn't explain himself because he couldn't talk because he was good stuck point. inside the can. Maybe he was Spider-Man. He was hanging off the building and he couldn't jump down or he would reveal that he's Spider-Man. Right, right, yeah. We didn't you, think about that. We didn't, no. Well, or, it's like you wouldn't, you wouldn't go into a restaurant mm-hmm. in the middle of the city with a with a black backpack and you wouldn't just set it in the middle of the restaurant on the yeah. floor and walk away. Or maybe it's an inside job. Maybe one of the cops is the student <laughs> and he's, he can't say because they can't reveal the identity because it would, you know. It would blow his cover. Right. Yeah, he's an undercover cop student. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought we were just doing some conspiracy, so that's why I played the conspiracy <laughs> corner song. Dingus. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I guess the moral of the story for that one is if you're going to make a car, make it look like a car. Not a Chef Boyardee can or bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's... Don't you... Hashtag relatable moments. That moment when you make a car and it looks like a bomb instead. Right. Hashtag relatable. Also, we are really racking up the cases for food court. Oh, my because goodness. Because if you think about it, we talked about the hash brown. Yeah. The the pancake um, crack. Not to mention the guy who breaks into houses and makes quesadillas. Yeah, that too. Oh, my we, goodness. We're renaming this podcast to Food Court. Food Court. Oh, also the mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes oh, in the bowls. Yeah. <laughs> I leave it the mashed potatoes on the street of a Jackson. <laughs> a Jackson in Mississippi with the mashed potatoes. No, but like... Well, what's what? the big deal? <laughs> we really talk about food stuff a lot on the... Donovan with the fat with and the, the chef's the, banquet. Yeah, that's a huge throwback. We're gonna try not, and we also talk about animals a lot. Do we? Yeah, yeah we talk about we skunks do. and. I just want to take a brief prom. pause to appreciate that the first episode of Baby Station, episode one, "Get the Fat," was released 16 weeks ago. Wow, isn't that crazy? It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. Um, well, thank you to all of our listeners to supporting. Yeah, um, all the the four of you who listen, we're very grateful. Yeah, the two, fun time. the two of you who listen, my mom and Nate's mom. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, and with that, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like the end. There. I don't know no, why. It's funny. I will say though, if you know, if you've been listening to the podcast here and you're and you're having a good time, you know, shoot us an email, shoot us, uh, shoot us a little tweetsy, you know, just right. something. Let us let us know that you're having a good time. You know, um, send me, um, send me a. A bumble? Yeah, but after October 20th, do not send fan mail. <laughs> Peace, Peace and love. love. Peace, Peace and love. love. No fan mail after October 20th. No fan mail. It's going to get thrown out even if you're from the IRS. <laughs> uh, no fan mail. I Please, God, no fan mail. Um, <laughs> Dear God on high, no fan mail. Uh, and, you know, if, if, you, if you're one of the audience members from one of my songs... Oh, jeez. Uh, is that a concert or did a, did a Burmese python just get released into a crowd of people? I think it was. Face in love. Face in love. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I have to leave in three minutes. Oh, shoot. Well, I think it is about that time, don't you think, Jules? Yeah, I think it is about that time. We'd like to thank um, Gratch for the promo photos and for the cover art, um, the Center for Social Impact for letting us use their space. If you want to send in your articles, we're now taking listener submissions, so send them into babystationsubs at gmail.com. That's babystationsubs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at babystationpod and share with your friends, your family, um, your your 
brothers and your friends and your your uncles and your buddies and, and your subcontractors. Yeah, and we'd like to thank Bear Grills for sponsoring this podcast because he's sitting right next to me and he's thanking you listeners for everything that you 